This is Dale Jr., and you're listening to Dirty Mo Radio. We flew in at nighttime into Daytona, and you know, flying in at nighttime. And right, the airport's right, right there. there. It's racetrack is right there, and it was all, all lit, lit up. up. And our, the kids, you know, I mean, their eyes just, you know, big as ping pong balls. On the airplane, I started crying. Aww. And because I was like, okay, I'm like, I'm coming home. Yeah. Welcome to Kelly Earnhardt Miller's Fast Lane Family, presented by Wella Professionals. Salon care products that you can experience with your senses. Get high performance you can see, touch, and sense. Welcome to Fast Lane Family. So we have had this interview on the schedule since July, and I'm very excited to say that my guest today is Liz Allison, wife, mom, NASCAR reporter, author. I did not know all these things about you, girl. <laughs> so we've got lots of stuff to talk about. Um, she is in the Charlotte area for the races, and so f- glad that we finally made this happen. Also, stick around for our Wella Professionals Tip of the Week later in the show. So how are you today, Miss Liz? Good. I'm good. It's so <laughs> neat to see yeah, walking watching, around and listening. watching and listening, <laughs> and it's uh, it's fun. I think it's just it's just so different from how race shops used to be oh, years yeah. <laughs> ago when when Davy was racing for Robert Yates here in town, and and just to see the fans walking around and the fact that you guys make this available to them. Yeah, it's, it's so great. I love it. Charlotte race weeks are always busy. We always enjoy the fans stopping by and visit just anytime really, but this is always a big week for us and um, we're happy to have them here too. So try to try to have lots of things going on for them. Well, and the funniest thing to me is that you can eat off of these floors. I mean, <laughs> it used to be where the race shops, you wouldn't dare no, drop no. anything on the floor and pick it up. I remember my dad's first shop and no way <laughs> what I want to. What is there today is probably the things that have been there for like 50 years right so, right and yeah. we could uh we could feed our kids we could have a little picnic out here we and could. feed the kids off the floor but yeah it's beautiful this we certainly great. could all right so we're gonna take ourselves back a few many years i guess we were just talking about friends in the early days and all that good stuff but i read a story about how you met davy and, and got involved in the na- racing world because you didn't really know much about racing at all right i didn't and you know it's <laughs> funny because I know so much more now about racing than I did then. Then I was chasing kids. I mean, yeah. and it was like, who's who's leading? And I remember the first race that I went to with him was at Atlanta. And I remember looking up to see, like, who, who was running where. And then I heard somebody say something about a lap down. And I was like, well, how do you know when somebody's a lap down? <laughs> like, I couldn't feel, you know, I was looking for another board to tell me who was a lap down and what that meant. Like, I truly didn't understand, you know, at that time that, there was a lap down and there yeah. was a lead lap. And uh, so it is um, funny to, to just look back and think, wow, you know, yeah. I, it's just a different world now. How quick did you get up to speed with figuring it all out? Um, I didn't get up to speed with the sport until after he passed away. You Isn't that what? crazy? Yeah. It's just weird because I was, I was so busy with chasing kids and, yeah. and being the mom and just, uh, you know, things were different. We didn't have the motor coaches. Your dad had a motor coach. He and Rusty, I think, and maybe Jeff Bodine. I think there was like maybe a few, maybe Bill Elliott, maybe yeah. four or so that had the, the motor coach. We didn't have it. Davey didn't buy into that idea. He thought that I needed to sit in the hauler or in the <laughs> truck and keep kids all day long. But, yeah, it was it was really after he passed away that I started. It was five years after he died before I came back to the sport. And then I started working in the sport. And it was at that point that, I mean, I had to, to show up and figure it out, yeah. you know, or either I was going to have to find something else to do. Yeah. So uh, I knew very little then. I know a lot now, <laughs> but but still not probably as much as I need to know. Oh, gosh. I'm sure I'm sure you're way more educated. So funny story, and, and I've shared this with Liz before, huge Davey Allison fan here. My 
boy teen crush, I would say, you know, everybody uh, had their little poster guy and um, just absolutely adored him to death. The Chase and Davey piece, I got to watch about half of it. I'm not completely finished. That was what I was going to do when the kids went to bed last night. Right, and that didn't happen. We were talking, you know, <laughs> we had an ER visit instead, so I still have to finish that up. But what an amazing piece, just gave me goosebumps uh, watching and listening and remembering about those things. But so after Davey passed away, what's going through your mind? You know, that, that five years you said you, you come back to the sport, what made you want to do that? What, where, where were you? You know, it's, uh, that's a, that's a great question. And you probably, you know, if and you're like me after my dad, it's all sort of a blur. It, it is. I know? mean, really, it's, <laughs> and it, it's, it's weird, too, because Robbie and Krista were one and three when Davey passed away. And, you know, you're a mom of three. So, I mean, having, having kids that age, you just have to get you up each day. just throw yourself into them. Yeah. Right. You, just, you have to get into their lives, and you have to, to show up and be a mom regardless of how you feel. And I'm so grateful for that. I remember when Neil Bonnet passed away, and I talked to Susan uh, so much about about her day and you know her kids were older and she didn't have that really that gift of space. having to yeah. get up and fill the space and um and so you know it's a whole different type of grieving process on one hand it was it was good that I had to get up every day and face life and and you know mend boo-boos and do all those <laughs> things that we would do with kids but then on the other hand it put my grief off yeah. I think for for yeah. quite some time and so I was running I mean I, I made some mistakes along the way during that time and certainly have regrets of things choices that I made and and I know it's because I was hurting and I didn't know how to deal with it. So yeah. I just kept running as fast as I could. And what I've learned is eventually grief will find you no matter where you are. You can't run fast mm-hmm. enough <laughs> and it will find you. And it and it did. You know, it, it caught me and kicked me in the tail. But um, but now I'm grateful for that. And yeah. I know that during that time, that five year span, while there were, you know, as I've said, regrets and mistakes and all those things, I, I realized that that's part of my path, my journey, and that was a part of what got me to where I am today. So, you know, during that time, I mean, it was really, it was surviving every day. I mean, and sometimes it was the next minute, you know, I mean, forget the one day at a time thing. It was what's happening in this minute, what happens next minute, you know, yeah. and, and I, you know, we moved to Nashville, I had to get out of the Hueytown scene. I and just, your family was there. Right, and Nashville, right, friends and family. And so I knew that was a, a huge support area for me and a huge support system for me. And I needed help with the kids. So that's where we went. And it was during that time that we really, we really kind of shut down our racing life, if you will. We, we kept in touch with a few friends that were in racing, but I was angry. I wanted, uh, I wanted racing to stop. I wanted the 28 to go away. I wanted Robert Yates to shut down his racing team. And I, there was nothing else that would make sense to me other than that. How can anything go yeah. on? Yeah. Um, so that was the only thing we could do during that time for me, was just get away, shut it down, and, and racing be as far away from me as possible. Yeah. Do you feel, you know, with you meeting Davey and, and all of that happening within a span of a very short time frame, if your time in NASCAR had been longer do you feel like that may have been your thought process I I think that um I mean just because you know you weren't absorbed into it yeah as much and so you just wanted it all to just yeah I just disappear and (laughs) and at the time you know it's it's funny too because it's much as much of our lives that we're racing, I mean, because, you know, we live it, mm-hmm. we breathe it, we sleep it. I mean, this is a lifestyle. It's not just a, a job. It's not something you show up for from 8 to 5 every day. We live it. And and for me, I, 
there was this, this weird sense of disconnect. So, I mean, uh, an obvious sense of disconnect when he passed away, but also like, oh my God, what am, who am I? Mm-hmm. What am I going to yeah. do? Yeah. You know, and how in the world am I going to raise these kids? Yeah. You know, and, and really I was doing that anyway. He was off racing and doing yeah. his thing, but, but it was like all of a sudden I just thought, how am I going to do this? Yeah. And, and, and what does our, what will our lives consist of? It was like a major, like, um, identity crisis yeah. for us and so I think that if there had been a if I'd grown up in the sport if I had maybe a little I mean I had good friends but it just there there was something about I couldn't I just couldn't do it I could there wasn't enough to keep me there and the anger was so the anger and the resentment was so strong for me that it just uh it, it there was nothing at that time I think that could keep me in the sport and the only thing for me was to just get away yeah I can relate to this the whole conversation about the grief and and where is it because you know at the time my dad passed away obviously being 27 I mean I I'm spent you know tons of years with him and I didn't have that you know despair about me but and I and I had the legacy thing to to continue on with Dale involved in the sport and Dale racing. But we didn't have a grief period. You know, Teresa's fighting autopsy situation, picture situations, and, you know, being as private as, as she is, we just had very little in terms of time together as a family to, to grieve and mourn. And she just had her hands so full. Dale's racing, you know, just the weekends went on. And, and so I, I had the same thing. I'm like, I made my share of mistakes and decisions and that hurt and all mm-hmm. that stuff that is just inside. Probably, gosh, I would say only in the last six or seven years when I met LW has have things just really been grounded for me. And you met your husband, Ryan, in 2000. You right. guys have been yeah. married for a very long time. We have, and you know yourself, I mean, with LW, it takes a lot to marry into our family. Yes, I mean, and I want to talk about that. Yeah, yeah. There, it takes a lot. Yeah. So for, for me, <laughs> when I met Ryan, I, um, you know, I was still, I was coming around to a better place, but I was still crazy woman you know? <laughs> and so yeah he's so um he is definitely my rock I yeah. mean he's he's so calm cool and collective and I mean he is so what God needed for me to have to to make it through this life you know yeah. and so good for Robbie and Krista and again you get it you know with mm-hmm. with your girls and then LW coming along and you know and 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 how all those pieces fit together um man it just uh yeah, I look at that now and just think how I was before Ryan and then afterwards. I mean, you know, and it's that old kind of quirky thing that oh, completes me. <laughs> but um, but there is that little part of that that it's like, you know, that that kind of needed that anchor. Yeah. And I kind of see Ryan as, as the anchor. Yeah, yeah. Just that person you can turn to. You know, it's steady. It's strong. Yeah. They can, you're, when, when you want to maybe, not that you want to revert back or go back, but sometimes you get pulled in a direction of that craziness again or some way and absolutely yep, and that rock there yeah <laughs> and and to be able to hold me to the fire too exactly. if I'm out of line they can say you know what you're out of line yeah. you know because I yeah. need that yeah. with my personality yeah. I definitely need for somebody to say watch it you know you're you're stepping out or yeah. whatever and that's okay because you know I know when when it comes from someone like Ryan that's coming from a place of love then then I probably need to hear it yeah so when you decided to get back involved in the sport you know what what was the trigger there for you to to think that that was a way Jim Huber was um was a part of the Turner family at the time and he was kind of an essayist of sorts and so he called me 
and wanted to know if he could do a piece with me. It's when NASCAR was doing their 50th anniversary mm -hmm. and the 50 greatest drivers, which was, was that 98, I guess. Yeah. And he said, you know, could we get you in Daytona to do like a, a little, you know, a little mini feature on you? And I thought, no, heavens no, I'm not going back to Daytona. And it was so funny because it was like two days later, Bill France Jr. called me. And he said, we want you to come to Daytona. It's time. We, it's been long enough. It's been, you know, it's been five years. And we still love you. We're your family. And we really want you and the kids to be here. I'm going to send a plane for you. I'm going to do whatever I need to do. But I'm going to get you here. And I was like, mm, I'm not, not going to do it. And so after a few days, you know, of, of him calling me and saying, we're not going to let up. We want you here. <laughs> um, and so we did. We, the kids and I, we flew down. And, oh, gosh, I remember it makes it gives me chills thinking about it. We flew in at nighttime into Daytona. And, you know, flying in at nighttime. And right, the airport's right, right there. there. It's right yep. there. You know, the racetrack is right there. And it was all, all lit, lit up. up. And I, the kids, you know, I mean, their eyes just, you know, big as ping pong balls, like, wow you know and on the airplane i started crying Aww. and because i was like okay i'm like i'm coming home yeah like this is where i need to be you know and and i just remember feeling that at that time and the kids were so excited and um so we we had a wonderful week there and um bill france and i bill france jr and i had such a great relationship he was really kind of a a father figure to um to me, in, in a weird kind of sense. And it's yeah. funny because a lot yeah. of people would think, Bill French Jr. was <laughs> no. like, you know. But he was. he was Much um, like my dad, that hard, stern person yes. with the teddy bear on the inside. Oh, so, I mean, he was just, he was so, he was so good to me. We had such a great relationship. And so, um, anyway, so that that's what got me back there. And I ended up doing the Jim Huber deal that week. And, and that was fun. It ended up being fun. And then they actually contacted me soon after that and said, will you come to work for us? And I thought, oh, my gosh, are you kidding? And so, uh, you know, then it was just one thing after the other. And, and but that's how, that's how I got back into it. During that time and, and even the years to now, obviously with your kids being older and, and they get it and, and all of that. But, you know, as, as little kids, how did you, you know, keep Davy's memory alive, their connection to that? You know, their, the Allisons are larger than life, just like the Earnhardt's. You know, how, how did you foster that, and, and how was that for them? I know with my kids and thinking about how I teach them about my dad, as much as there is out there on TV, and it's, it's just not the same. It, it's and, not. You know, that being their dad is, is just a, intriguing for me to understand that. It was hard because, again, my grief was still really untouched, and so – I didn't want to see videos and I didn't want the, hearing him talk mm. was yeah. really what rocked me. Yeah. I mean, even today, yeah. I mean, I'm a, you know, you know, just the voice and just like, wow. Absolutely. Um, and so that, that was a challenge because I knew that I had the responsibility as, as Davy's wife and as, as the, their mom and to, to keep his memory alive. And so we, you know, we had to kind of play it out in different ways. And, and as you know, with different, you know, your kids, they're different. And so I had to speak a different language to each one of them. So Krista was the one who, um, who didn't want to talk about it. She didn't want to see stuff. She, she just wanted to keep going about her little merry way and, and do her thing. And then, you know, Robbie was, um, he was confused, you know, and, and they were so young when yes. he passed away. Um, and so, 
you know, we, we did do, we, we talked, now I talked about him a lot. It was easy for me to talk about him. I just couldn't see yeah. images of him and video. We didn't have much to do with Allison's during that time. Uh, Bobby and Judy divorced. Yep. You know, Clifford had passed away before Davey. Uh, Bobby was still recovering from his accident. It was a horrible yes, time. Yes. It was. It was just for them, for all of us. Everybody was hurting, and we, we just, none of us really came together during that time. And that's okay. We're all yeah. so close now, yeah. but that's yeah. just where we were at the yeah. time, yeah. and we all realized that. But um, so we did. We talked about him a lot, and we, you know, they always saw pictures and people told stories and stuff but I'll be honest I kept them really guarded yeah. really safeguarded for that first few years so they didn't get that's that is one of the regrets that I have um I mean I realize they're fine they know who their daddy is they're they're adults and they're still dealing with yeah. with it you know in their own way but um but I didn't do a lot of that early on probably probably just enough that they knew who their dad was <laughs> and that was about it <laughs> So at what point did Robbie express an interest? The Chasing Davy obviously goes through that, and I encourage everybody to find that. It's on the YouTube because it's on the, mm -hmm. the Race Hub stuff, the Fox Sports 1 stuff. But um, at what point in, in that you talk a lot about that and, and how he got to where he is in terms of wanting to race and what he's doing now? At eight years old, he, he started expressing interest of, of racing. and I mean, again, I mean, I was like, what am I going to do? I mean, you know, in Nashville, there was Bobby Hamilton at the time and Sterling Marlin, and probably was not going to have my boy go hang out in the race shop with those guys as much yeah. as I loved yeah. them. Yeah. Sterling yeah. would have had a beer in his hand at, yeah. at eight, you know. Yeah. I love Sterling. Yes. So, um, but uh, but in, in all seriousness, I, I mean, I really didn't have, you know, Mike Alexander was there, but I mean, it wasn't really like, what? how, how, how am I going to do this? You know, I wasn't surrounded by... Uh, we weren't in this community here in Charlotte, and so we just didn't have the pieces that felt right to me. And I was too dang busy to try to figure out how to make it work. You know, I was again a single mom and and um, trying to trying to do that stuff. So I just was like, you know what, Robbie, we can. We had heard about the little half scale cup cars, and so he did some go kart racing and some half half scale cup cars, and and I bought. You know, we had those and owned them, and he would go do that. But then when he um, when he had his accident in the half in the half scale cup car out at Twin Fountains, I pulled the plug. I was like, we're done. I just can't. Not going through this not again. Not going through this yes. again. When you're old enough to make the decision for yourself and it's not my responsibility, then you know what? Well, that's that's on you. But when you're on me and you're on my time and it's your, you know, you're my minor child, then I'm not <laughs> going to do this. And you know, things were different then. You know, the kids weren't, I mean, kids were racing, but not like they no, are now. Yeah, I yeah. mean, the, you know, from a safety standpoint, across the board we didn't have uh, what we have now that yeah and you know it just wasn't it just wasn't happening then like it is now at that young age so even though there were kids doing it it still just didn't feel right I mean now I think it would be like oh psh. I mean, you know, everybody's doing it. Yeah. Sure. No, they're starting at three and, and four. Right, right. You're, you're late at eight years old. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, I just, it, that was a little weird for me. So once, once he once he got to be eight years old and he had that accident, I pulled the plug and we were done. Um, he did sneak around and get some racing in here or there. Um, his uncle Tommy helped him with that. Um, but uh, but yeah, for the most part, he lived. Uh, you know, kind of got more into a normal kid pattern and wrestled and played football and did some of the other stuff in school. Gotcha. And then did he just kind of after he graduated and and just kind of go on his own and try to put the pieces together there and want to do that? You know what I think is interesting is that. Um, 
and gosh, with you and, and Dale, y'all can you you guys can relate to this as well as anybody. But for Robbie, who never knew his dad, he you know it was this bigger than life image, this bigger than life figure, character, if you will, and he really didn't. He only knew of his dad how everyone else described him. And so, like, Robbie never really had his own idea of who Davey was, being so young and not having the memories and the relationship. And so I think that at an early age, he wanted to be his dad. He wanted to be Davey Allison. And he so I think that was more of the drive at an early age. And then as he got older, I think it was what's in the Allisons and in the Earnhardts. It's that man, there's a racer in there. Yeah. And if you don't let them race, man, they're not they're not going to be happy. Like some there's always <laughs> something that's off. You know, and and I think Robbie just felt that. Like he was in college and he was doing his thing and but yet something something was missing. And so I it was interesting cuz with the Chase and Davy piece like I, I really did not like the name at first. Yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah. come on. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it was uh, cuz at first it was called the Robbie Allison project and <laughs> and so um, I thought that was you know, as <laughs> simple as it was, it yeah. was, you know, that kind of nailed it. But then after the more I thought about it, I thought, you know what? I I kind of get it because what some people and the way I viewed it at first was that he was chasing his dad. Like he was out trying to connect to his dad and while some of that piece did kind of portray that, it was more for Robbie, I think, that there was something missing in his life. Mm-hmm. And he was and and he knew that he connected enough that that it was racing. He w- he felt like if he didn't go out and try that he would live the rest of his life with regrets, wondering, wondering yeah. what, you know, what would it have been? Could I've, you know, could I've been a racer whatever? And and in the midst of that, he was he was searching to connect with his dad, but not to be his dad. Yeah. And in the midst of all of that, he found himself. Yeah. And I think that was what is so cool is that, sure, okay, yeah, he was chasing maybe a, a character in his mind or a connection, but, but he found himself. Yeah. And what he found is that, that he is a racer and that, that he can connect with not only his dad, but with Dale or with your dad or, or you know, a, Terry Labonte, whoever, whatever other racers have been out there that he can connect because because he's a racer. What's cool about that, I wonder if this rings true for you guys too. So my brother, Carrie, one of my friends, we were talking about a show for Carrie and this Becoming Earnhardt was kind of the theme of the show that we, that they had in their idea because Carrie did not grow up with my dad. You know, he was adopted. At, he was born to my dad and his mom, Latane, adopted by Latane's husband. At the time my dad was chasing racing, you know, didn't have any care to raise a kid. And Carrie grew up without knowing my dad until he was 16. So with Robbie, not knowing his dad, what I find just so awesome about that is when Carrie Dale speaks, he is my father. That stuff that is just hereditary and inside them Mm -hmm. is there. And I'm sure that's what's come out of Robbie and that's what he sees. You know, yeah, you're an Allison, you're a racer, you can be a racer, you can look at Donnie and and Donnie's boys and what they've done in racing and Bobby and, and Clifford and Davey and... You know, everybody's mark has been in some different manner, but you don't, you don't take that Allison out of him. It's, it, you've you, got to you know see it an and Allison, hear it, right. you know, when you're talking with Robbie and I don't know him well enough, but man, my brother Carrie can leave me a voicemail and it sounds exactly like my dad. And I said, you know, th- your mannerisms, it is just so cool with the fact that you weren't raised by him, 
but that it's there. But it's there. It's, you know, that's it's so, so amazing. Cool. What's funny about Robbie is Robbie is so much more current. Yeah. That like Robbie has tattoos. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like <laughs> Davey would like die. I mean, he would be like, you know, yeah, tattoos. You know, yeah. I mean, yeah. and and Davey was so Alabama country yeah. talking. I yeah. mean, he was like deep country talking. And Robbie doesn't have that. You know, he's very um, he's, I mean, he's very modern. Crazy. And, yeah, just he the is. Way he dresses very, and things. Um, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. so it is funny. Like they're so different, but but that's who Robbie yeah. is. But yeah. But, man, sometimes just he gets... Just on the inside. Oh, my gosh. Or so, like, the way... There's a mm-hmm. way that he, he wrinkles up, like, in between his eyebrows. And, like, we were having dinner last night, and he said something. And I thought, wow, he, like, Davey is alive. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> I mean, he is... A, he's being represented well, for sure. And so it is funny, just things that are in them that, that just come so natural. Yeah. And I know I've heard... Because Robbie's worked with Uncle Donnie. He ran the, the Legacy Series with him last year. And then Lauren Rainier... Mm-hmm. Is his, um, I mean, man, they're like, you know, they're, they're stuck to the hip, you know, that's right. And, um, and it's funny to hear them because they'll see things about like on the racing side, that's like, oh my gosh, (laughs) you know, like, oh my gosh, you know? And so it it is, uh, it is funny. Yeah. Now you have a younger daughter, Bella. Right. With Ryan. Right. Now, how, how does that all work with what she knows, you know, about Davy and how all that fits in? I have the funniest story. I have the funniest story. So my, I don't know why I was like dead set on when Bella came along that I didn't want her to feel like she was not their full brother and sister, you know? I mean, you know, with the blended family. Like I want everybody, we're all family, everybody's family, <laughs> you know, and, and, uh, and so we like forever, it wasn't like, we didn't just sit down and go, no, you know that I was married before yeah, and right. Robbie and Krista, right. their dad's name is Dave. Yeah. You know, we didn't have that conversation. So we always just had this, this idea that, um, it wasn't that we were intentional by not telling her. We just didn't make a big deal yeah, out of it, you yeah. know? And so one day it was so funny. We were all up in the playroom at our house. And it was Robbie, Kristen, Bella, and myself. And Bella's 10, 10-ish she, now? She's, a, she's she? 12 now. 12. Okay, 12. Yeah, she's 12 now. And so I'm thinking she was probably, I think she was probably about six years old at this time, six or seven. And so we were, for some reason, we were just pulling some stuff out of like a storage closet. And there was a quilt that somebody had made of Davies. And so it was the red and black Texaco Havlin and had, you know, everything all over it, his image on it and stuff. And, and something, I, Robbie said something about, you know, dad such and such. And then we kind of, I don't know why it just kind of struck us weird because like Bella was sitting there and, you know, dad is Ryan. And so, um, and so. Krista started giggling. If she ever gets nervous, she giggles. <laughs> and so she started giggling, and it, Krista said, well, when, are, when do you think that we might tell her, thinking that Bella's playing or whatever? And she said, Bella said, um, you mean that Davey is not my dad and that Ryan is and Davey's your dad? And we all just started <laughs> laughing because she already She's knew. She's already figured it out. She had already figured it out. <laughs> and we were like, oh, you know, like, and, but like Bobby and Judy, they yeah. get her Christmas gifts just yeah. like they do Robbie and Krista. She calls them Mama and Papa. Aww. And um, and she when she's at the racetrack, she she likes to think she likes to be at house and, and in fact we were at Highland Rim recently Bobby was in town and we were we had a, a special night going on a Bobby Allison night and she was up there signing autographs Aww. with the rest of the family so um, she's signing Hackett and so I'm sure some people are looking going 
who is this child that's yeah. signing this? She's not an Allison, but she thinks she is. So, and and the that's Allisons awesome. are so great that they include her in that. So it just works. She thinks it's cool that Gosh, her I think the greatest person in all that is Ryan. I, I mean, I'm telling he, you, he just has to be the freaking ultimate guy. I mean, like right? he just is like whatever. <laughs> I mean, you know, and uh, I mean in LW too. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's yeah. not like we're quiet little timid women no, here. I mean, no. you know, I can. Um, I can definitely, I'm sure there's times that Ryan has thought, what on earth have I done to myself? <laughs> well, he's, he's my hero right now. That, I mean, it just takes so much. It takes so much. Know? It does. It just really does. That's incredible. I want to talk about the books because I just thought this was interesting. I knew that you had wrote a couple books. I didn't know about kind of the fiction romance type stuff books. Yes. How did that come about? The Harlequin books. Yeah. So NASCAR yeah. did a deal with Harlequin a few years, well, years ago now. And uh, they just thought it would be fun to kind of cross over. That's when that kind of that women's movement was really yeah. big. You know, it was <laughs> like I had the, the girl's guide to NASCAR book. And um, and so it was kind of, we, we saw this, this huge intake of female fans and so that's when all that came to be and so uh at the time when uh, jennifer white was over it uh was in the publishing department there at nascar and she said do you want to write some yeah you know do you want to do fiction and nonfiction?" and i was like oh, harlequin books <laughs> but what's funny about it it was so much fun i mean it was fun because they were clean i mean you know yeah, if, they, if yeah. they have nascar on them our yeah. kids can read them yeah. there's no um there's not that kind of, there's no trash coming out of my mouth when it comes to that stuff. So I would have only done it if, if the kids could read it anyway. But it was funny because like for a while, like I'd be in the garage area and people would say, you're not, you're not like writing about me in those romance <laughs> books, are you? And, you know, people would say, are those real? The stories weren't real, but the characters were definitely people in my mind that were in the racetrack because I have to do that. That's yeah. the, in my head in order for me to write about something, and especially in a case that where it's not real and I'm making it real, in my head it has to be real. So, so I had already pinpointed my characters in my book as people in the garage area. I'll never tell who those people are, <laughs> but, um, but that was, so, so there was some real in it reality as far as who they were, but the stories weren't real. Well, I but think it was any, fun. from any, from a writing standpoint, author, if you're writing a song or anything like that, I think that rings true. I, I mean, think they, you, it has you have to, to get be in off it. of yeah. something that's going on to really make that connect with another person. For so, sure. Yeah. There's, a, yeah. there's, there's no doubt about it. And it was, um, it was a, it was a fun little run. I can say the writing thing. Somebody asked me recently. They said, do you like writing? And I said, when I'm done. <laughs> I mean, it's like, it's, man, it takes so much out of me. Yeah. I can only speak for myself. And just after that last book, and I was like, all right, 13, I'm done, you know? <laughs> and it's so, I I don't know. I mean, I love to write because I'm, I'm more of a short, just a, uh, I'm more of a little vignette writer instead of writing books. It it and being as busy as I am. That's what I was say between writing books and being a mom and being a and, wife and, traveling and all the other things and, and travel. Yeah, and, for where I just yeah. I just couldn't do it. So I mean, as much as I enjoyed it, I definitely more of a column writer. Yeah. So some of the other things that are going on in your life, you have your show yep. at, in Nashville, one hundred two point five The Game. Uh, that's weekly. It right? is, yeah, for tour in our 12th year, which that's is uh, crazy. amazing. Yes. I know. It is funny how much life changes over 12 years. That's nice. Um, yeah. So how much do you prep for that a week, and, and what's the it's um I have I have about three hours of radio a week so it's um you, you know it's it's not I mean it's luckily I've been doing it so long and I'm in it kind of routine yeah just like mm -hmm. you we're in it every day so you know mine's more beat more beat stuff instead of more personality stuff yeah. I actually prefer the personality stuff so hopefully that will be in my future one day um just to 
to do kind of more of that yeah. and, instead of what I'm doing. I love what I'm doing, but just to kind of take a, a different angle. But it, I'd say probably, I bet I probably spend, as far as radio, uh, between commercial spots and, and everything I do, it's probably five hours a week, mm -hmm. I guess, is, is what's involved in that. And then, yeah. you know, the prep, I mean, that goes with everything that I do because everything that I do is, is built in and around the sport yeah. so i have to stay on top of it and, yeah, yeah watch and, and and then it all just feeds together yeah. so you know how you kind of break it down well this prep and that it just all works yep and then you travel quite a bit with your relationship with Ferguson. Right. And is that racing-based mainly it, or a little bit of everything? A little bit of everything, really, um, as well as state water heaters um, is another that uh, of my relationships that I just love. But so Ferguson has a, a, a rewards trackside program. So I do their trackside, their NASCAR Sprint Cup Series trackside events. So uh, there's 10 of those. And then I also uh, work with state water heaters on, on their rewards program as well. So... Um, probably have you know a handful of those and mm -hmm. and I also deal with the Ferguson with all of their their regional events like counter events and stuff so uh it's it's really it's busy yeah they're, I see you all the time they're headed wonderful here, headed there. yeah they're <laughs> wonderful people that and I mean as long as I've been in the sport and and we know how important sponsors and, and relationships are but when you can build friendships that are based off of that, that come from business and they yeah. work in and around it. It's such a blessing. And it to is. be able to work with, with people like them. And, and like I said, State and Ferguson both, they're like family to me. So I'm very grateful. Yeah. So Krista um, is at Disney. Yes. Works at Disney. She is. Behind the scenes in Disney. Yes. Talk about that. What She's in the costume department, right? She is. Yeah. Yes. She Krista is one of those... Um, one of those blessed people that have known from the very beginning what she wanted to do. Krista, I mean, I remember as a little tot how she would she would sketch out designs and she she started sewing when she was five years old wow. and she is really amazing with her just just that gift that's between her ears of being able to not that only artistry well yes and to be able to create it yeah, you know it's yeah. one thing to be able to visualize and to sketch up but then to actually take the hands and do it and she can she can start it from the idea all the way to this beautiful gown at the end and and I just think that wow I mean that's so impressive um, so she went to she went to a four-year design school after college so I mean um, oh. after high school I'm sorry after high school she went to four-year design school um, that was college um, and then she graduated from there and went right to work at Disney and has been there ever since. Yeah. So she has um, an amazing job. At, I mean, what a great experience for her. She's way too far from home, and I <laughs> yeah, don't like that. I see that too. <laughs> yes. Krista's coming home. Yay! Krista's coming home. I know. It's like we're going there next <laughs> week to see her for fall break, so I'm so excited. We just count down the days. So um, she's doing great. What does she get to design there? Is she on a particular project or a little bit of everything? Special events. So it's okay. anything that's not the ordinary okay. Cinderella. Gotcha. You know, if it's if it's anything that's outside of the daily, then that's Krista. Like she, um, you know, like the maybe the Easter parade or 4th yeah. of July parade or Halloween Christmas. Or yeah, Christmas. anything, right, anything like that. And and some of the stuff that she that she creates and sends me pictures of, it, like, just blows me away. I'm like, where where does this come from? I mean, it's just it's just so That's amazing crazy. to me. So she um, she loves what she's doing, and she's been there. Gosh, uh, Krista will be 26 years old Christmas Eve. When I say that, wow. I just cannot believe it. Christmas baby. I know, I know. <laughs> I was three years old when her daddy passed away. So, uh, I mean, you just, yeah. when you look at that, you think, wow. 26, yeah. can't believe he's been gone yeah. that long. That's crazy. 
Well, she sounds like she's doing great. That she sounds is. so fun. She's, uh, she's, she is doing great. And actually, you two remind me so much of each other. Oh, I, yeah. I tell you that. <laughs> yeah, all the yeah, time, and especially yeah. your, rela- your relationship with Dale Jr. and Krista and Robbie. It's just, uh, it, it makes me chuckle. What's next up for Robbie? Well, Robbie is, um, he's in the best of hands. He's surrounded by Lauren Rainier, Doug Yates, Marty Lindley, Butch Lindley's boy. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's just amazing that, that just that great. And, and to me, the coolest thing of all is that these are people that knew Davey so well that, you know, when you look at Doug, he's Robert's boy. Look at Lauren. He's Harry's boy. Yeah. Look yeah. at Marty. He's Butch's <laughs> boy. You know, and Marty came to work for Davey and worked in his shop after, after Butch passed away. Okay. And, um, so there's, there's a deep connection there. So these are all the people that Robbie's working with, which is so wonderful. So they, um, Robbie's, you know, here, he's been living here in Mooresville for, uh, for a few years now been traveling around basically whatever Lauren whatever he can put him in he puts him in and it doesn't matter where it is so he's raced dirt and you know asphalt and <laughs> sportsman and whatever I mean he's been in a little bit of everything so this next year he actually over the winter he's going to do some arena racing up in Virginia yeah yeah and then next year they're going at full-blown late model racing and they're doing um some, some different things there. I guess I can't let the, the cat, let the out, cat the bag out of the bag yeah. yet. And yeah. so, or I'll get a call from Lauren Rainier <laughs> and, um, and then, uh, you know, they've, they're on, they're, they're actually ahead of their schedule of, oh, cool. of as far as his development. And where correct. They right. Just exactly. So, nice. um, so the, the blessing in it all is that there's, he couldn't be surrounded by people that could love him any more than the people that are with him. And, you know, and again, you know, they hold him to the fire too. And, <laughs> and that's, that's a cool thing. That's awesome. The arena racing is pretty cool. So that Joe Gibbs is invested in that. If that's, if it's the same arena racing up in Norfolk, the Hampton it is, area. Yes. And uh, so that would, should be really fun to check yes, out. Yes, for sure. Really fun. For sure. Awesome. Well, What's Miss Bella? What's she got on her horizon? Miss Bella is volleyball girl. Volleyball. She's all about, and I mean, competitive volleyball that is. Sports, um, sports, sports. Crazy. <laughs> it's like, it used to, Krista cheered all through school. And so that was, and she did the, the uh, competitive cheerleading. And I thought that was crazy. Volleyball, for anybody who's listening and knows it's like <laughs> shaking their head, they know. I mean, it go and it's year-round. Yeah. And it's, uh, as my husband says, it's chiching because <laughs> it's one thing after the other. But it's, um, it, you know, it's school. She's in middle school, so she she's on the middle school team. And then, like, this Sunday, actually, I'm Saturday night with everything going on. And then Sunday getting back and uh, into town, she has club tryouts. And so that's national. So and that's a whole new thing. So I'm like, now, how am I going to do that? And do what I do. Your time and sound, you sound, your schedule sounds exactly like that. Yes. Mine. Well, you know, with the, <laughs> yes, with the racing yes, thing and yes. all that. And it's like, how are we going to do this? Yes. You know? And so, but that's, that's her world. Yes. And, and it actually, they have like a month off in the year and that's it. It's volleyball all the other times. So she's a, she's a, a great, easy kid. Thank God. Because I mean, with, with everything that we have going on and all of us going in a different direction, it takes, um, Man, it takes a village. It takes a village. I mean, it's I laughed the other day because actually I, I posted on on Facebook. I had like my notes for leaving the house, and I then I, did you see that? Did you laugh? Yes. And then my nice little neat folder for my event for the weekend. this weekend, <laughs> and it was like my little sharpies, and it was all neat. And then my my notes for home, and I already got a call this morning that the note that Bella had to take to ride home on the bus with somebody else was left at home, and they can't get on the bus without the note. So I'm trying to get the note to school. You need to and, fax. You know. <laughs> 
but it's like, ah, so as you know, as much as we plan, things still fall through oh, the cracks, yeah. but, um, but she's, uh, she's such a blessing. She's so much like her daddy. Thank God, <laughs> because I'm sure I'm the, like the wired one yeah, yeah. and they're like the calm ones. Yeah. So it's a, it's so a that great works balance. Well. Yes, it <laughs> only, does. can only have one wild one in the family. Yes. Well, one we, wild wood under actually, roof here. <laughs> we, uh, we have a few of those at our house, but, um, but luckily there's all of us aren't. Yes, so, yeah. yes. That reminds me, I, I've started and I'm going to try to keep up with it for my nanny that helps me with my kids because Wyatt's in preschool part-time you know the kids have to be picked up from school I'm working mostly full-time and uh, so I've started a weekly email at the beginning of the week like this is what the week looks like this is who's going where and who's in charge of getting them where and she said this week she's like man this is such a great help because every day I need to do that I, I love mean every that. day we were doing you know what's today and I said, you know, let's lay this out for the week because Carson plays volleyball. So we've got two to three volleyball games a week and um, just lots of events. Obviously, with race week, it's, you know, crazy. It's but crazy. every week. Yeah. I, I always say, I, when is it going to slow down? Every week is crazy. Well, and I always say, well, when it's not crazy, my husband will say, when is it not crazy? Yes, and I mean, exactly. it's like, well, and then when we stop traveling, well, when are we not right. traveling so much? Because <laughs> right. it is, it's like, and, and it is a blur. I love our lives, and I can't, I mean, there are times, I know. and That it, you just want to take a deep breath and say. Yes, and 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 I think because of my personality, too, it's like, okay, is this really, is it such a How big deal? How long could you sit still you know, is the question. I, yeah, and I don't. I don't think that would happen no, for me. I no. mean, I just don't. I, I'm pretty sure that you would probably say that that yeah. wouldn't happen for no. me. Either. My assistant this morning, I said, okay, I'm just a little overwhelmed this morning. She's like, what do you need? I said, time and rest. <laughs> Can't do and either I don't one know for you. When it's coming. <laughs> well, and for me, uh. if I just don't, if I don't get into that place of panic of, I can't get that. You know, it's when I think I can't get time or rest. Oh, I can't get time or rest. Yeah. And then it's like, yeah. I can't get time or rest. You know, <laughs> and if I can just go, all right, but for right now, we're good. Uh, I'm just going to go in here, take yeah. a breath. And so that's what I'm trying to do more of is to just, um, you know, is, is the, the Dale Jr. commercial with uh, when he says, Amy, what's he say? She reminds me to live in the moment. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, and I hear that all the time. And, I, and it's funny because sometimes I'll hear that and it'll snap and go, yeah, it's I need I you. need her to remind talking me too. To you. Right? <laughs> you need a <laughs> weekly text reminder. That's right. Enjoy the moment today, Liz. Yes. So my last question, and and this is I don't I don't know if you have a great answer for this. For me, I just thought about this in doing an interview, and it's kind of the silver lining in our tragedies. For me, and and I say it might be different from you because just the wife husband thing, and this was my dad, and and you know we've carried on through the family. But my dad didn't allow us to didn't allow me to work in kind of our immediate business at Dillon Horn Incorporated and I was doing an interview the other day uh, the race hub interview mm -hmm. you, you watched the I race thought, hub interview. Yes. yep yep and you know I said all of this probably wouldn't have happened if my dad wouldn't have passed away because he was you know so specific about what he wanted us to do and how we were going to live our life and the businesses that we were involved in and and I wouldn't have got that opportunity to come back and work for Dale had that not happened is there anything that you can see or relate to in that moment? And, and like I said, it could be different because that was your husband. And, sure. You know. I mean, I think there's pro there's probably two sides of it. One thing is, is that there wouldn't be Bella and Ryan. Yeah. And I can't imagine life without my precious Bella, you know. Yeah. I mean, I just, you know, the the thought that Davey had to go away for that to happen. Yeah. I mean, of course, that. That, sad I, thought, that could right. make me cry, right. you yeah. know. Um, I'm 
I'm thinking that we're doing really good. Yeah, I, I, I expected to have some tears during this, <laughs> we are doing and I've good. teared up. But I, I'll yeah. look away. I haven't the full full blown tears haven't come down yet, but they're having the moment. So Very, I'm, I, I'm really proud of us. Well, I know I am too because there was one time <laughs> that where means my, we're in a good place. We are in a good place because my heart place. got in my throat at one point. And yeah. I thought I'm gonna have a panic attack yeah. right now, yeah. and then I talked myself yeah. out of it. So <laughs> so that's usually when I know. Uh oh, we've here it comes. We have we have grown. Yes, and to be able to. To be able to say, man, it completely sucked. Yeah. You know, I mean, it did. It was like. No, and I would give all of this back uh, yeah. for that moment. But at the same time, man, my life would be I, so I know. Different. I mean, and like, and you so know what? Different. And I don't, I don't know that I, that I could give Bella and Ryan back right. to going that. And so right. I think you finally get to that point, too, right. where it's like, but it, but it doesn't mean that, oh, my God, that, that I didn't love Davy yeah. with every ounce of my soul. Right. And, and the beautiful the beautiful gift and everything is that Robbie and Krista are here. They they are a walking, talking Davy Allison. They yeah. they are his legacy. You yeah. know, we can talk about racing. We can talk about all of those things. And to me, it's about it's it's them. Just the people. I, I yep. look in their eyes and and I thank you, God. Yeah. You know that that we were blessed with them. Um, I, you know, I hate their pain and I, because as you it know, oh, yeah. it never goes away no, it and at every age, there's a different struggle for them. And, and as happily married as I am, and as much as I love my life, there are days when Davies, the loss of Davies still can rock me to a core. And, and I'll be honest, I still have days where I have a hard time getting out of bed. Yeah. It's just, they, they don't come along as often and thank God they, you know, and it's usually something that has happened like the Chase and Davy piece. Yeah. 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 For days after that. And in fact, Ryan even said, are you going to be okay? <laughs> I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's. Does he ever say, do we need to, do, do you need to do this? You know, no. I, I, I think that. Um, Cause he probably can't stand to see you hurt. He can't, you know? he can't, he, and it, and especially <laughs> when he sees that, that I'm, I'm so driven by, I have a sense of responsibility. Yeah. yeah. But yet it's, it, it maybe is not the best thing for me. And he sees that. And so, like, with, with the Chase and Davy piece, I think he he knew it before I did that it was affecting me. And because it starts coming out sideways. And yeah. so then it's like I have to accept that. And I have to be a big girl. And I have to maybe kind of lay low for a few days and have a hard time getting out of the bed. Yeah. But then a few days later, I can get up and go, you know what? We're here in the now. And that was a part of my life yeah. then. And so I guess I guess the gift is certainly Bella and Ryan. And, and the fact that, um, that I've been so blessed with the professional life that, that bleeds into my personal life. And, and to be honest, it, and I would give it away. I would give it all back in, in a heartbeat. But none of this would have happened either right. if it had not been for, for Davey and for what happened with me career-wise and stuff. And so while I would give it all back, yeah. In a heartbeat, because it doesn't that, that you know, a life and a career that has nothing that there's they're not even on the same planet. I just realized that in the midst of of all of that pain, there were so many beautiful gifts that were going to come from it because because I believe God was going to make sure that was going to happen. Yeah. I'm, yeah. You know, you're going to hurt and this is this is going to this is going to really suck. Yeah. But um, but I'm going to carry you through it and there's going to be a lot of gifts in this.
Mm. By far my most awesome interview. Oh. I've had tons of great guests. We have laughed our butts off with Kenny Wallace and the like. <laughs> How can you not laugh with this him? This was good. Uh, I'm so glad that we made time to do this. And, thank um, you. Thank you for having awesome. me. This was special yes. for me, too. There's yeah. um, there's our families. Are, it's a connection. Just connected. I know. I know. I think that, you know, we talk about that with Mr. Hendrick, and there's just these things, these relationships and these connections that you we just know it because this is what we live and do. That it is, you know? and, and there's that there's that level of understanding yeah, yeah. that um, I can you shake don't have my to head. Explain That's very it. Much. I, exactly. Right. <laughs> I just yeah, we get it. Thank you. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. Me. Thank you so much for being here. It's time now for our tip of the week, brought to you by Wella Professionals. Today we are going to learn how to complete a braided updo. First, we're going to prepare your hair by applying the I Me Sugar Lift on hair. This is going to give the hair a texture for easier braiding. Now, Wella just launched the I Me product here in North America in the 1st of September. This is a brand new line, new fragrance, new packaging, new products. Some you might notice some similarities to the old, but now when we say I Me, you know what we're talking about. You're going to start braiding your hair from the front with three strands, crossing the strands under each other, just kind of your typical braiding there. Take more hair from the sides along your way to the back. Crossing the strands under the center strand will lift the braid. Continue to the back and secure it with a hair tie. Loosen hair along the braid with your fingers to increase its size. Then you're going to roll the braid up and attach with pins. Finish with loosening the braid again with your fingers to create a more undue look. Finish with your I Me Stay Styled Finishing Spray. I'm liking these messy... Last week we talked about the messy updo. Now we've got the messy I know. braid. The I only problem it. is I've never <laughs> been I can't good at braid. braiding. <laughs> I know, me either. Me either. Um, I, we're going to have to try this and see how we how we can yes. do. All right. You can purchase these and any other Well Professionals products at the 782 Ulta stores nationwide or purchase online at Ulta.com. I hope you guys have enjoyed this week's edition of Fastlane Family. Fastlane Family has been brought to you by Wella Professional Hair Care, multi-sensorial hair care products that you will see, touch, and sense the difference from your very first wash. Hair care needs from fine to normal to color to coarse, Wella's got you covered. Wella Professional Hair Care products are available at over 780 Ulta stores nationwide. Visit Ulta.com to find the store nearest you. Thanks for listening to Dirty Mo' Radio. 